Hi, I'm your host, Anthony Giorgio, and you're listening to another episode of QT, Queer Teen Podcast, encouraging the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. So hey everybody, here we are uh, on this week's episode. I'm super excited to, to introduce my next guest. They um, do a lot of cool stuff with musicals and I want them to tell you who they are and what they're about and then we'll have a great conversation. Take it away, Kit. All right, hi Anthony, thanks so much for having us. Um, I'm Kit, I use they, he and she pronouns and uh, I am a playwright and poet and I write musicals with Melissa um, and uh, we oftentimes will share book and lyrics. Um, that's, those are my main roles in musicals. And um, let's see, uh, been doing it. We've been working on our first musical now for about eight years and it's, uh, it's been our full-time jobs writing musicals for maybe like two and um, we're super excited to, to chat with you today. Yeah, um, my name is Melissa. Uh, I use she, her, her pronouns and I write with Kit. I uh, am a writer, I am a composer, I'm a lyricist, sometimes I write book. Um, and yeah, very excited to be here today to chat. Uh, so everybody, just so you know, uh, the musical they wrote that I saw the other day was called Cancelled, the musical, through uh, the company, theater company called Diversionary Theater Company, which is in San Diego, California. It's an amazing establishment. It's been around for uh, over 30 years. I got actually got connected to Diversionary through the podcast uh, and uh, talked to Skylar and got, that, uh, got Skylar on the podcast. Um, and then Rachel, who was in your show, uh, was just on, it will be on an episode and was part of a virtual pride that I threw um, with an organization called Make It Better for Youth and my podcast here in New Jersey. So that's how I know Rachel. And it was really, I was like, oh, I know that person. Um, so it was <laughs> very awesome. cool. That's yeah, really they great. were, they were part of a, um, an entertainment discussion and like queer representation in uh, media and how it's looked at and what we do and Rachel just happens to be from one of a very inclusive establishment called the Virginary. Um, so yeah. Now, all that being said, uh, the musical was so cool. It was so cool. I was, it was really, I was, I didn't know what to expect because I don't know you guys and it's new for you um, and for the world to see. So I was very enthralled. It makes perfect sense. Can one of you just describe a little bit the plot without giving away too much of what Cancelled the Musical is about? And then we'll divulge into the process. <laughs> sure. Uh, Cancelled the Musical is about um, a progressive high school. Um, and it's about some members of the GSA, one, uh, one person who identifies as lesbian, um, sort of accidentally tweets something that's perceived as transphobic towards another teen who identifies as trans and then the school sort of takes sides and a lot of things happen. 
they do. You know what's funny? I kept ping. You guys are good because I kept pinging. You two are good. I kept ping ponging back and forth, taking sides like over and over, which is <laughs> that's the good writing. So you know, in TV shows, when you want the villain to win, you're like, yeah, they totally should kill everybody. Yes, revenge. <laughs> um, not to that extent. There's no one that dies in the show. Everybody. <laughs> uh but it was like so cool to see and who came up with that notebook thing and the uh the way you presented it who's doing that well we can't take any credit for that at all that was the uh brilliance of jared mazachi who was the both the director and the um doing some design on the show and he's the person that that did the tech for it um I know that it was all live. So he said there was somebody um, who was cast to actually do all of that action of the, the credits and the writing and the post-it notes and all of that. I mean, just to visually describe for the folks who are, who are listening, there was, um, there was somebody who was um, writing the title cards and putting in the locations by hand with like really cool cutout magazine cutout letters and, um, sort of like shepherding us from person to person by putting um, like a post-it note when a character would come on screen. It was so cool. And it was very live because you could hear the hum of the liveness, the live element to that, which is, it's kind of fun. It kind of, it's very, um, it's what a lot of theater productions do nowadays, actually. Like, I don't know if you guys ever saw Dear Evan Hansen, but it's very, that's the idea behind that. Like they utilize media in such a, vast way and that's a since this is what we're doing for a while um that was really clever so i um have dabbled in writing a musical myself and i know the process is a cool process that's awesome um (laughs) it's uh, i have a great writing partner he does all the music um and i've you know i just want to know what's it been like for you guys and um it's a queer story but like really like what was that moment for you to be like this is the one the idea for canceled canceled yeah and what's it like to write because just explain to everybody actually to explain to people what it's like to write a musical because it is such a it's such a journey so um yeah both yeah it's an extraordinarily long and sometimes painful process (laughs) (laughs) yes that's the high level of it but uh yeah totally yeah, but you know, it's also really joyous and it's also really fun. And um, you know, once once it once it happens, once we've created something, you know, it, it does end up being quite magical. Um, Kit and I have been writing for a long time. We've been collaborating for um, well, since like two thousand eight, so for awesome. like twelve plus years. Um, but we've been writing musicals for the last eight years, and um, and the process has always. Changed changes because you know we're always adapting we're always learning we're always growing as writers so you know whatever however we started writing back in you know 2012 is going to be different from from how we write today I don't know kid if you want to elaborate more on how it is to write together yeah it, it's a long it's a long relationship so at each time it changes I've been we've been finding I think lately that uh, it has been changing by project, given the the nature of the project or the subject matter. Um, And also we've sort of experimented in the past with writing, splitting the job between like 
um, both of us writing book and lyrics or one person writing book and the other person writing um, music. So we've, we tried to, we've been trying out different things. Um, the idea for this musical, we actually went away to Vermont. We were um, up working at the Weston Playhouse and um, we were just like brainstorming about what was happening in the world and happening in our minds. And I think it was Melissa that brought up cancel culture on Twitter. Yeah, well, yeah, we we actually um, originally the show was a commission from Keen Company in New York um, for their Keen Teens program. So it, it had to be a one act that was for teenagers to perform. Um, and so Kit and I have we're we have like this idea generating process usually where we sit down for like 10 minutes and we come up with like a bunch of ideas and we kind of vote on them and what we want to do. And this one had kind of been on my mind because um, I follow a lot of Twitter and a lot of Twitter drama and a lot of times even within the same circles there are a lot of infighting and I think that's like just was something that was just so fascinating to me and especially in this time when we are so much of our communication is 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 not in person and is online and it's through social media and all of that um I just thought wow like what a great topic to really explore like how do we communicate our differences and how do we work out um challenges like uh when when our mode is 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 online you know how do we clear up misunderstandings and so this was definitely a story we wanted to tell I just had one the other day. It's cleared up, but I mean, was, it's, it's all it's all heightened through drama with the 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 election and everything. And um, you true colors are definitely shining through. So the thing is, regardless of like it being online and like it might not be, it might be pretend when you're trying to like show up for me. You're still writing it, so you like when you hit the things called send, you send it knowing. You just send it knowing that it's going to have repercussions or people are going to comment. Um, I spend a lot of time mm -hmm. on social media. I mean, this is my podcast. I mean, I do, I've been told, called a couple of different things from people um, because it's a queer teen podcast and I don't care, but it's just like, you, you know, the minute you put it out there, it's out there for forever. Even if you delete it, it's still out there forever. I don't care what anyone says. That's um, true. There's certainly a greater responsibility now in terms of communication on the internet yeah. since that is like the majority of our like means to connect and people jump like canceled they cancel people like the one character in your show um the most the one that uh sorry um they like oh not the soon to be president but the the like the minions of the president mm -hmm. they're so nasty like they're like nope done <laughs> click get out and you're like but that's everyone thinks because it's queer and like everyone's together all the time in the queer community no there's so many like phobics in the community there's so much racism like it just it carries through just because we're a community that definitely um stands out because we we are who we are and we're it's amazing and we live our truths no there's people that still might be queer but aren't not who they are um because and they're insecure about it and so therefore it yeah it's into something yeah and i also think that there is a difference between like folks who are harmful and abusive that are that have platforms that probably shouldn't be having those platforms mm. like I, that part i totally understand I, this is you know what we wrote is not definitely not like condoning like those people continuing to have platforms but there's also a difference between that and like folks who have like 
certain misunderstandings or like certain things where it's like they still have room to grow and learn and um, and and having that opportunity to do that and change. So, so that's sort of what we're addressing is that that like people deserve to have that room to to make mistakes and like become better people. Is there a longer version of the show or is it actually a half hour? It's half hour. It's, it's a half hour. It was meant to be like entirely contained. Cool. I love it. I love a, I love a quick little sitcom. It's great. <laughs> it's so fantastic. Um, what other, um, before this musical, what did you get? Have you produced other musicals? Are you, have you collaborated on creating new musicals? Is that like your main focus is always creating new or have you worked on older pieces and stuff? The two of us have worked on um, quite a few things together. So Cancelled is um, is the first time we did a one act short musical. Uh, we're working on two full length musicals together. One is called Interstate and it's a, a semi-autobiographical show about um, when we were in our early 20s and we took a road trip across the country in order to find other people like ourselves and, and to perform. And then um, our other show, Miss Step, is an 80s dance aerobics musical featuring an all trans lead cast. Done. Sold. I don't have to say anymore. <laughs> and then we've got a couple other new projects. We're doing a lot of digital media content right now and uh, working on a song cycle. And so we're, um, there's a lot of uh, diversity within our, our like portfolio. I love that. And uh, it's nice to see too, speaking of diversity, it was nice to see diversity on screen and, and uh, with the people who were cast in the show. And um, it's very important to diversionary anyways, but um, it's more important now than ever because of obviously everything that's been going on. Um, what has been your experience? Okay, so let's get a little bit real for one second. Because uh, you've worked in several theaters. You've worked, you know, on, with all types of people. And what has been the room, what's the room been like for you when you show up? As far as who's in the room, the color, uh, sexuality, like uh, who's in charge? Like, has that ever been a, a process of like, this feels really awkward. I, sh I don't know if we should be doing this. You know what's so funny? I said like there's a lot of diversity in our portfolio, but like our whole canon of work together is queer and primarily like POC. And I think that's important to say out loud because like 100%. even though all of our work is queer and trans and people of color centers a lot of like women and um, like, like stories about people who are very different from each other. Um, it, it sort of shows that within our community, there can be like so many different kinds of people, so many different voices, so many different struggles and challenges and successes. And so that, that has been something that has been a, a unifying theme in our work. And that actually really creates beautiful rooms when, when we're working together in production. I think because we write really um, multifaceted uh, and like multi-identity characters. Uh, that is usually reflected on stage with the actors and also off stage. So that the creative team and the people working behind the scenes usually share these identities as, as well. And for us, that makes 
um, the conversation that happens in developing the show as rich as, as it can possibly be, um, even though we, we may be, uh, you know, potentially like a lot of people in our room, if it's like a, a show that is like highly queer themed, could be queer, they could be people of many ethnicities or abilities or, um, you know, citizenship statuses or genders, that, 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 that is something that often happens. That's very nice to hear. I mean, that's, please, you're doing the greatest work ever and you're doing the work that actually has the most ripple effect and you're doing the work that actually has to be really done in the theater community specifically because everyone thinks because you're in the theater community, it's this whole like fun and games and there's nothing going on with racism. Like, but there is, I mean, because it's just the way we've designed America so we've designed, it doesn't mean it's not gonna carry over into the theater community. There's all these great campaigns going on right now to really, I mean, some people are going in on some of these theater companies <laughs> and like showing their board and showing their staff and they're like, you need to do better. And I'm like, that's what truly Maybe needs to happen. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And like, you write that. So you're bringing that to them. So you're doing a massive service to you as long as they continue to do it as well, elsewhere. Um, with, with you not just being there. That's my thing. <laughs> That's my own thing. That's my whole thing. It's like, it's cool. Yeah. Like I, you, I want someone like you guys in my life forever, um, but I want to continue the work. And, and I hope that's what is happening and getting, being generated um, with um, your work and with the way the world is moving, especially specifically America. Thank you. I mean, we're out there. There's like a lot of folks. We're we're certainly not the only ones. We're no, no, no. Our peers are are um, so like rich in identity and storytelling and different perspectives. And it is like you're saying. It's very sad because when you look at the statistics, um, you know, like the Dramatist Guild puts out the who gets produced count like every year, and you see that the slice is so small in terms of like women and um, trans folks and people of color. And, um, you know, part of part of our, like, mission is, is, is to create like a critical mass of, of work that reflects our identities. I mean, that I mean, that's like the mission of every artist, right. But then to hopefully like, create more space for other people to do that too. And, and to um, be in conversation with people doing that as well, because like, our existence is really undeniable. Um, even if we're not getting produced, it's, it doesn't mean we're not there and it doesn't mean we're not telling the stories that we're telling. Your existence is undeniable. That's a great, great quote. I'm going to use that quote. I put these quotes in the descriptions and that's probably what I'll steal. Um, yeah, I think that's a, that's a really good point. And, uh, and yeah, you're doing, I mean, you guys have been doing the work together since, like you said, 2012, right? So uh, right, 2012? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how did you meet? Uh, we met, I, uh, I'm from Boston. So. I'm from Worcester. Oh, that's I'm going Worcester. home on Friday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Worcester. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Worcester. Worcester. Uh, Thank you. Yes, I'm from Boston and, uh, and Kit went to school in Boston. And so we just sort of, um, we just sort of met each other while I was a performer. I was a singer, songwriter, and Kit uh, was a slam poet at the time. And uh, we ended up performing at like a monthly queer Asian cabaret. Uh, so at Jacques, I don't know if you know. Um, 
I do know jocks actually. Yeah. yeah. So still they, there. We used to still, still there. We used to do that. And, uh, and yeah. Them. And so I didn't know him that well, but, um, but that was sort of the beginning. And, you know, he asked me if we would go on tour together and I said, yes. And that became the basis of interstate. Um, and that was in 2008. So uh, no accidents. That's all no accidents. Nope. They don't exist. <laughs> you just are, and you just meant, and that's it. Um, that's so cool. Boston. Yeah. Yeah. I'm from Worcester. I was born and raised and I left at 18 and I haven't been back. So oh, oh my God. <laughs> no, I just don't need to. I mean, I had to go to New York city and live my dreams. So I did that because I'm a, a dancer, by professional dancer by trade. Amazing. Um, so I'm, I'm in the musical world. Like I said, I wrote a musical with a friend of mine. And so, yeah. And so the process of writing a musical is something of a journey. We hear the stories, we hear all the, the, the Broadway cast podcast and everything like that. Um, but, uh, you guys are so poignant in what you're doing. And I think it's, a, I think it's a, I don't think it's a different process, but I think it is a, a more, um, What's the word I'm looking for? I think because we need to go so much further in this in this country that what you're doing is and is and will be the most captivating to make it go further as far as writing a musical and as far as writing. I'm trying to make sense. So basically is what I'm saying is not that anyone that writes a musical, it's hard no matter what you do, but there are musicals that are just fun. And then there's work that really can push the way people think and the way people approach life. And it just from even seeing canceled, um, if you show that to so many people, it would literally just transform the way they think. I believe that's the way I work. Oh. That's the way I see. But I think that's true, but it's true. Cause it's like, that's such a clear message to me. And I know I'm queer. I get that. I can relate to it wholeheartedly. And it's a, it's a bunch of GSA and I work with GSA. Like I do all this stuff, but um, they, people don't know what they don't know. And that's all there are right now is scared because we're, everyone's being tested. They're getting taken out of their bubbles and they're like, what, 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 huh? And COVID's happening and all that kind of stuff. So where do you see all that being said? Sometimes I ramble. Uh, all that being said, where um, where do you really want the cancel to go? And like, where do you want your work to to just name the biggest dream you could possibly have? Because you're gonna get it no matter what. And just let let everyone know. Uh, well, canceled is our first piece that has ever um, gone into licensing, and so this production was the first time we saw it. Um, out loud. Um, unfortunately, it, it was a commission from Keene, and we would have seen it on stage in New York in the spring had had COVID not happened. Ooh, um, yeah. But this was this was also a beautiful experience where where um, Diversionary picked it up and wanted to produce it and gave it like a version of it we would have never imagined. This was so oh, cool, yeah. and students from everywhere could be in it, and that was really amazing. Um, and so we, we hope that Cancelled can be done uh, virtually or live in as many places as possible. Um, folks who other high schools or drama programs or theaters that want to 
license the piece and have a conversation around transphobia within the queer community and cancel culture and jumping to conclusions and how we find resolution um, in, you know, among community members. And, and then on a, on a larger level, some of our other musicals in our work, I don't know, we have all kinds of dreams really. And one, one big one is, is for uh, one or more of our shows to, to be on Broadway um, to, to see some of our stories come to life, um, you know, in this place that we, we work in and that we like go and, and see shows at and, and to see our communities and our, our friends really uplifted um, and welcomed into these, these spaces. Yeah, and Kit always likes to say that it's it's because our community sort of deserve to see ourselves dancing and rejoicing on stage. And um, ultimately, you know, regardless of where our pieces go, I think our biggest dream is that, you know, they're able to end up back in the hands of the kids that we met while we were on tour um, and that they're able to do it, whether in their school gymnasium or cafeteria or whatever to be able to online. perform online exactly <laughs> and uh, to be able to perform them and as well as um, inspire them to write their own um, and continue to tell their own stories even well after we stop writing so that's really our biggest dream absolutely well it's happening I mean I think it's happening but now I don't even know you so but now I know you and that's cool uh yeah what was it isn't it cool seeing your work done like really done for the first time like because you have an interpretation like you said you're like this is how i see it or i don't you don't know like you put it on paper and then someone says the words and you're like huh that's cool i'd sure like great definitely that was an incredible <laughs> experience you I, I always admire actors. I think like it is such a feat to dive deep into yourself and add your own story to to the story that's on the page and to to go on a journey within yourself in order to go on a journey through the character. It's it it's like miraculous to me. Well, and it comes from great writing. Cause you know, I I've done a lot of theater and I've been a part of some things where I'm like all right, we just got to make it work. And then I've been a part of some classics, you know, like West Side Story and um, The Music Man. And they work because they just work. That's who, how they've been created. They also went through the process. It's so laid out for you. Like you don't even have to try to get to the point because it's, it's such a beautiful, um, you know, uh, collaboration in the process of how you're doing it. Um, but I love that. Yeah, no, it's really cool to see your stuff. You're like, this is freaking cool uh, to see people interpret however they get you. Because technically those are those kids are the first kids that have done it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they did a great job. Who music direct? Who did that part? Did you? Um, Ian Brandon okay. uh, did. He's, he's wonderful. And he was able to, uh, yeah, to do all of that virtually, which I is, I can't even imagine. It sounds so hard. <laughs> yeah, because it's harder when um, you bring a bunch of voices together to make it connect on Zoom, you're like, or whatever platform, even like Vimeo, anything you use, because it doesn't really match up. Like, it's that slight, slight, everyone's hearing it's such slightly different. Um, so yeah, it's pretty it's pretty neat, pretty amazing. Actually, they were clever too, the way they like, even if it wasn't matching up, you didn't notice because everyone was going by like that at one point, <laughs> like the ensemble stuff. 
meaning they were move, everyone that's listening they were just like move the way they move the uh graphics and stuff like that it was pretty clever to not to not see the technology side just working so that's so cool i i think you guys are awesome like i where do you live <laughs> you right now from? i'm in baltimore city baltimore oh you're not far from me okay <laughs> i'm in queens oh cool so oh okay cool i just literally put you in california i have no idea <laughs> why i said i literally just because it's san diego i'm like east coast time i kept saying 5 p.m and no one corrected me so i was like oh they're totally there this, this is fine okay good okay cool 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 okay i'm sorry i did that uh that's all good no worries i'm running out of time okay cool so uh yeah i didn't upgrade i have a fancy one so now i usually like everyone to give just some words of wisdom uh we have nine minutes left that's cool so i have some words of wisdom for my queer listeners and just uh and tell me tell them where we can find you Cool. Sure. Um, words of wisdom. Wow. I was not expecting to be giving a word of no wisdom. Does. That's why I say it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, make sure you're hydrated. I think that's very important. Oh my gosh. I, I gotta be totally honest. Uh, I'm 37 now. It's very important. It's true. actually. And, you know, actually <laughs> when you think something's going wrong in your life, you, yeah, it, most of the time it's probably cause you're under hydrated. So I'm just saying, make sure you're hydrated. You can find me at Melissa Lee, L I.com. Kit, what's your word, word of wisdom? Oh my gosh. That's words of wisdom. Usually people are like, okay, so the the place where you're at in your life and you're like, just stay hydrated because- Stay hydrated, <laughs> very important. It is true because we're actually, most of us are dehydrated most of the time. All of us are. Anyways, go ahead. I'm not going to get into that. Oh my okay. gosh. Well, that, I actually really agree. That was great words of wisdom. Um, <laughs> let's see. I think I will leave with a simple one as well. Um, that if you have a gut feeling, there's a reason. I think that's something I, I would have, I can't remind myself of enough that like there are, there are things in the world that are working like sometimes with you and sometimes against you. And if you have a feeling about it, there's a reason. Um, and to pay attention to that. Um, yeah, I, I think their in, intuition is, is uh, highly undervalued sometimes, but especially for young folks. Pay attention to how you feel. It's super important. Oh, they do. <laughs> Trust. <laughs> uh, gut feeling is so important. If you are like, you, you just have that literally gut, you get that feeling in your belly. You're like, no, I should probably do it. I don't know why I'm questioning it. I'm like, I'm just going to go. This is who I like, what I want to do. And uh, it's not an easy thing to navigate because we have lots of identity things going on, um, like right now in America. So, uh, so that's really great. Those are great, very completely different, yet the same words. <laughs> and I am at because the Kit. water goes into your gut. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> that's good. I'm at Kit Yan, K I T Y A N, poet on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And then I'm uh, kityanpoet.com. And then Melissa and I, you can find our work that is together at interstatemusical.com. Great conversation. Thank you so much, Kit and Melissa. I just wanna do this part right now. I wanna thank my honor sponsors, Jose De La Cuesta and Michael J. Grabrowskis. And this is the last 
episode of this season. It's been a great season. I hope you've enjoyed some original work. And speaking of original work, I'm going to end this episode on one of the songs from Cancelled the Musical called Why I Share.
And I'm your host, Anthony Giorgio, and thank you for listening to another episode of QT, Queer Teen Podcast, encouraging the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. And remember, listen, learn, love.